And welcome to the Big Kickoff League of Ireland podcast with myself, Roy Shanahan, and Nathan Doyle from thebigkickoff.com. And it's another week, Nathan, and the FAI Cup draw was made. No, I don't know, was there too many interesting fixtures? What was your thoughts on it? Yeah, we'll be, we'll be rattled through them. We'll be, we'll be okay. super speeding through it. Very professional here. So, do you know what? Start off for me. I thought if I was looking at potential ties up the rounds, Cove Varmblas and Cork City, the Cork Derby, that was one of the early ones pulled That's out. That's the first out one out you see, Cork. isn't it? Yeah. yeah That's the first that one. Was, that was the one for me. I thought that would be a good tie. Finn Harps and Bohemians, obviously last season's runner, uh, runners up. This is the only all Premier Division tie of the round, which is another interesting little tidbit. A lot of the, the non league sides seem to get each other to pull out and play each other. Then we have uh, Bangor Celtic of Crumlin playing Shamrock Rovers. Derry City uh, will be hosting Oliver Bond Celtic from Dublin as well. So two Dublin non league sides be happy with them draws there, won't you, Roy? Mm-hmm. Then we have. Uh, the holders ourselves in the same path. You see them in the background. This is the only reason I want to talk about the FAI Cup. So <laughs> the background going for anyone watching on YouTube. Uh, they'll be facing Waterford at home. Then we have Dundalk. They'll be facing Longford Town at home. Then uh, Drottery United, another loud side at home playing at Lone Town. Then Treat United playing Usher Celtic of Dublin. UCD will be playing Cockhill Celtic uh, from Bunkrana in Donegal. That'll be in the UCD Bowl. Uh, big toy for Bluebell United playing Galway United um, yeah. at home. Then we have Reverse Salt Hill from Galway will be hosting Malahide United from Dublin. Then we go back into Donegal with Bonnegie United be facing Pike Rovers from Limerick at home. Bray Rondos versus Shelbourne, Sligo Rovers versus Wexford. Uh, Minute University Town, our good pal Shane Hart, who we had on here last year, Roy. Best of luck to him and his side as he face uh, Villa FC of Waterford. And finishing up, I think we'll stick with this one for a second while we have your good self on here, Roy. Uh, Luke and United it's got a home draw to Colester Donna Kearney. Yeah, um, yeah, it's. I suppose you'd be disappointed in a way because, and I'm sure Colester would be, you want to get one of the big teams, yeah. uh, give yourself a go. Because looking at the two of these two, uh, either or could beat each other and you're out and you don't get to play one of the, the, the League of Ireland teams. So, um, And of course, Colester and Luke and you look at the League of Ireland they'll have their squad together they have their players they're going to be in the middle of their season these teams are in the middle of their pre-season and at the moment they're all scrambling around to try and get a team they couldn't tell you what team they're going to have out there at the moment so it's in favour of the League of Ireland teams massively but so with Luke and Colester they're on a level playing field. I suppose that's the positive from it. So the two of them be playing each other and, and, and it can go either way. But yeah, one of them's going to get knocked out and one of them's not going to get to play again this year uh, against one of the big boys. And I suppose any of the non-league teams would be thinking the same way. So a little bit disappointing for from my side with Luke and United. You'd want to see them up against, you know, Rovers or Bows or something like that. But yeah, listen, you're in the competition. Uh, St. Francis went all the way to a final. So you uh, you can always dream. 
You never know, yeah. Uh, you'd be the next Dustin the Talkie. He was a big fancy boy, wasn't he? Oh, <laughs> That's right. Uh, yeah, 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 no, you're right. It is a bit of a double-edged sword, isn't it? Where if you're looking at Colester Donacani, it's not the potential to go through the next round. But yeah, you always want the big name on the billboard, don't you? To, to get a bit of money in for the club and get, get some people through. Um, no, wouldn't probably be played up in Lucan, but whether it was played in Taller or or uh, Talca Park, or whatever it may be, you're getting some extra people through the torn styles. Oh, yeah, you're looking through a couple of potential banana peels, maybe St. Pat's and Waterford could be a, a, a iffy enough. And from a Pat's point of view, you know, you're happy with the home draw in the, in the first leg, but you know, Pat's again very unconvincing with the win in the most recent 2 1 win against UCD. We're looking at a Waterford side that. Uh, that ever since Ian Morris left, I thought it was a mad decision when he did leave, but they've been really improving in yeah, terms bang of on form and quality. Yeah, and they're, they're pushing up again, um, really becoming a serious contender for automatic promotion back to the Premier Division. I think that could be a potential slip-up. I don't know. Bluebell and Galway really popped out for me. Long journey for Galway up to Bluebell. It's a top Bluebell side with a lot of former League of Ireland uh, players in there. I think that could be a little, if, if anyone's fancying a little flutter for um, for a potential upset, maybe that could be it. I don't know. Yeah. What, what are you saying? Is there any popping out for you that you think could be, like, you wouldn't imagine Sean McGrover's Derry City, no, no disrespect to either Bangor or Oliver Bourne, you'd, fa- you'd fancy the two of them to, to sail through to the next round, but anybody else? No, as I said to you at the start, I wasn't, there's no ties that really jump out and say this is going to be... Well, uh, you, you can you can look at say Finn Harps and and Bowes. It's up in Finn Harps. You know, you just don't know what way that game's going to go at any stage, uh, especially when you're playing up there. So, but you don't look at that and go, "That's a that's a cracker of a game for a first round tie." They're all kind of general games that you would expect. All the big lads have avoided each other, so that's ideal for for the draw for uh, you know for into the the, the next round. So. <laughs> What would I like to see? I mean, you always like to see the underdogs win. It's a cup thing. You'd always like to see some teams get turned over. You always like to see the 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 beauty of a cup is to see teams who probably don't have the chance of winning a league, you know, making a good run and maybe having an opportunity here. And this is where the likes of Sligo and even Bowes this year they be looking at this going, can we can we get a trophy under the, the belt? And of course, we said before with Keith Long that there's, there hasn't been trophies there. So this is something that he would love to focus on. And like last year, they they came to form coming into the second half of the season. And, you know, there's signs there that Bowes are starting to sort of consolidate now. And they it could be the time now that they, they go on a run. I'd, I'd like to see Keith Long win something because I just think that's... You know, he's done such a good job there keeping that team together and keeping them com- competitive, I suppose is the word, that he deserves something out, out of that. But sure, you, you, only, you, you don't always get what you deserve in football. Is that an early uh, prediction I'm hearing there, Roy, is it? So might be, nail, yeah. You're going to nail down bowels, are you? Well, I, I might, yeah. okay, yeah, I'll go with bowels then. Yeah, I'll go with bowels. Yeah, yeah. If Luke and United don't win at bowels. Of course, yeah. yeah. Luke and obviously deployed number one. Oh, it's going to kill me to say it, but I'm actually looking, looking at the draw, even going into it. Stephen O'Donnell, two in a row, won the trophy last year. Pats could win it again with Dundalk. I think the aspect of having no European football could play a little bit into it. I'm going to go one for that. I'm going to make a really stupid ball to me off. Dundalk and Derry final. I'll lay that down now. I'm going to nail that one in now. 
well, I think it, Longford Town will have a have something to say about that. They're not no, doing too sides. bad, you know. Again, these games, all you have to do is get someone to ninety minutes, get them to the penalties, and you you know, you're you're out in no time. So yeah, both Dundalk and Derry. Um, it's hard to see with Derry at the moment. They have to turn things around. Like we said about the European ties last week, they really need to just click and find that form again. That didn't happen at the weekend, and there was no real signs of a sort of change. And so uh, you would have to see something in the next couple of weeks turning for Derry City to sort of be convinced that they're going to go on some sort of a run. Well capable players, really good players yeah. there. Yeah. But at the moment, they're stuttering. Uh, they have a good five or so weeks, so they, there's plenty of time. Yeah, there is plenty of time to get the act together, get a couple of, especially lads back from injury, but there's a lot of long-term injuries there, isn't there? Absolutely. Um, and if we listen to these games, they're going to be played over the weekend of the 29th, 30th and 34th of July. Uh, kickoff times and dates and things like that will be uh, all to be confirmed. Quickly, in Roy, you have it in front of me, I don't know if you do. Uh, do you see the women's draw? No. So yeah, so the women's uh, Evoke FAI Cup uh, draw, game first round, Sligo Rovers, the, the debut in the competition as it is in the women's national league as a whole. They play Douglas Hall from Cork. Uh, big clash here, Bohemians versus Galway. That's a big one. There'll be uh, DLR Wave versus Treaty United. Uh, uh, P-Mount United versus Finglish United. So again, this is their first time uh, this far into the competition. Short journey for Finglish there, just down the M50. So yep. they'll be happy enough with that one. Uh, Cork City versus Bonaghy United again from Donegal representing the, both on the male and the female side of things so best of luck to them uh, either way and then we have Whitehall Rangers from North Dublin playing at Lone Town and with Wexford winning the cup last year and Shelburne becoming second they've got themselves boys into the quarterfinals of this competition uh, and those games will begin on the 10th of July same thing kickoff time dates all that carry on will be confirmed yeah best of luck to everybody in it Suppose a little bit of a local head on me here. First time seeing Sligo in the cup. Be good to see him going a nice little run. Ah, yeah. Um, no, yeah, good. Let's look. You get a boy you know. straight into the quarterfinals. They probably need to get a few more teams into that cup to to quarterfinals. I'm asking, where's your boy into the quarterfinals? We won the cup last year. You know, yeah, no, 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 that's it. You, you had your moment. I think that's probably <laughs> yeah, it <yeah>. now. Yeah. <laughs> 50, 50 more years of waiting. Yeah. <laughs> now, um, just during the week there, Cahill Heffernan is moving to AC Milan on a permanent basis uh, after his loan spell. What do we make of this, Nathan? Brilliant. Absolutely brilliant for the young lad, isn't it? For the young lad, for, for the family as a whole. Uh, but it all accounts that this short long move went brilliantly. He's progressing at an extremely good rate. I think he was seeing some way a couple of training sessions, didn't he, Roy, with the senior squad, mm. which is brilliant for his development. Um Obviously, being with him so young, we never really got to see him in the League of Ireland itself, so difficult to go off. Well, you know, another guy that we've seen getting a move, Liam Scales, come to sell it to Aberdeen. We've seen a lot of him in the league with UCD and Rover, so we can talk about his progression and you know, switching from a centre-back to a left-back, where we don't really have to have a cattle at the moment. Mm. We didn't see too much of him there, but a uh, brilliant move for him. It's the way forward, isn't it? We talked about it loads of times with Brexit. These younger lads leaving the league, they're going to go to these top clubs in Italy, France, Spain, etc., Poland, whatever it may be, uh, second to known facilities and best of the cattle because it's a brilliant move from him. It really, really is. 
Absolutely, and he was pictured with Paolo Maldini at the training camp. So if you're if you're getting a few tips off uh, Maldini, you're probably probably not, not doing too bad. No, no. So great. No, we be all looking out, and again, uh, the uh, all the other lads who are spread out around Europe now, we're getting we're getting a, a good broad spectrum of our players starting to go uh, into Europe. Uh, it's exciting because you want to see them do well and, and experience these things and carry that experience on then uh, hopefully that they they make international sides and and we benefit from because it has it's happened with uh with young cullen in the midfield uh over in andelect so it's, it's, it's fantastic now talking about ireland the under 21's playoff draw took place it wasn't a bad draw nathan i'm sick of draws by the way European <laughs> football <laughs> comes uh no it wasn't a bad draw at all right it was probably actually for me the best case scenario if I look into the region four's major tournament at under twenty one's level, I'm sure people have seen it, but uh, the playoff draw uh, for the two thousand twenty three European Championship uh, in Romania and Georgia took place on Tuesday, the twenty fourth of June. Ireland were drawn to Israel. The first leg will be at home, and the second leg will be at away, uh, away. This game will take over in September. I didn't see any dates for it, did you? Or you no, just seen I didn't September see the dates. Being, being thrown around so. Um, is if we can get a pack out Tallis Stadium for that one, it'd be absolutely brilliant, wouldn't it? Well, it, it must be around the, the, the international window as yeah, well. Yeah. So, you'd imagine so, yeah. Uh, but yeah, Israel, they finished with second in Group B uh, behind Germany, then it's Poland, Hungary, Lafayette, and San Marino were in that group as well. Yeah, finished eight points behind Germany, so the Germans really romped home with that one. Uh, three defeats in the whole campaign, two of them came against Germany, which sounds like okay. beat everybody in that one. Uh, but they uh, they got a bad defeat uh, early on in the month in this month in the second of July or second of June against uh, a struggling Lafayette side. So we count that in. And most of the players they play in the in the domestic uh, league over in Israel. I think there's the one guy Lil uh, Abada, the Latin Celtic, but he's at the game called up to, into the senior squad. So it seems like it'd be a bit of a non-factor. He won't be down at under twenty ones level when these games uh, rock around. But yeah, definitely, uh, definitely best case scenario. I thought the, the potential uh, other sides we could have got. We have to put the the disastrous uh, Italy game behind us. It was it was a bad game. There was a lot of uh, yeah. lot self self destruct moments. Like three out of the four goals were definitely avoidable. But trying to put uh, put that one behind us now. No, oh, it's funny what pressure does. That's what pressure does, and they're going to learn from that as well. So you know, they learn from having to work out there in the heat. They're learn from the bit of pressure of having to win a game to get to to win a a table, I suppose, a group. Um, so you 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 live and you and you learn, and that's one going to back them up hugely now going into the next game they, they're in a different scenario they go away they're in heat again maybe over in Israel uh, but you know they, they'll have learned a lot over in Italy so can they go, can they go on and do it yeah absolutely 100% have we got good players yeah 100% it's at the start of the season and not the end of the season so they're going to be yeah. fresh so yeah I'd be I, I'd be hopeful of course we are we're, we're Irish we're going to be hopeful all the time but uh, it'd be great to see us get through you know you just need to keep that positivity with in the Irish ranks flowing don't we um, and yeah. uh, we're going to talk about the Irish women's team now we might actually talk about the Irish women's team now as well because uh, they had a, a friendly and there's an upcoming uh, World Cup qualifier against Georgia again the women's team has really propelled itself and women's football even around the country has is, is huge now and to watch the games on television and give us you know, give everyone that kind of familiar, familiar uh, to be familiar <laughs> <laughs> uh, with the with the players. It's it's 
it's a great turning point and you know there is I think it's the, the with the with the European Championships being on this month as well you know you're getting to know these players inside out and the coverage now is really benefiting the women's football yeah we're starting to even see improved um, it's not perfect but it's definitely improved uh, marketing pushes and sponsorship deals coming up as well uh, the on-field stuff from, uh, from the Irish point of view, we know we be twenty seventh in the latest FIFA rankings, which is our joint highest um, position we've ever been in, which, which is mm. excellent. It's backing up the improvements we've seen on the field too. From a low, we're always going to champion the domestic side of things here, Roy Entry. There's even in the latest squad that there's seven League of Ireland players. Brilliant, we're starting to see improvements of all that aspect, even in the men's side too, in underage football as a whole host of League of Ireland representation. You know, fairness, most of the, of the women's side is, is Shelbourne and P-Mount, which is understandable. Uh, Stephanie Roach back in again in, into the side after a couple of years away. After She's been on fire this season with 12 goals for P-Mount. Herself uh, and Anya Gorman are scoring for fun this season uh, in, in that side of things. But that's the next push now, isn't it? To, to get ourselves into the 2023 World Cup over in Australia and New Zealand. Um, you can't automatically qualify now, but there's still a chance to, like the 21s, get in via the playoffs. Massive game coming up. Beat Georgia 11 0 in, in the return leg, uh, the famous game back in November 2021. So you're hoping for three points in the upcoming Georgia game. Then it's a massive game against, fin- uh, against Finland, who are sitting second uh, above ourselves on the 4th of September in Tallah Stadium. So that's that's the biggie there, isn't it? That's that's so the, the Georgia game is really uh, it should be a formality. I mean, you're going out and beat someone eleven yeah. nil. It should be a formality. If they slip up in any way, there they only have themselves to blame. So that should be a formality. So yeah. it should come down to the to the Finland game. And again, you look at it that, that there is good players in that Irish side, and they do play a decent uh, style of football. So. You know, again, I've seen them in, in games other than the Georgian game and they've put themselves about really, really well. And you're seeing when they got the the draw away from home to Sweden, wasn't it? Yeah. That they're capable of putting a plan together and seeing it through. So there's a lot of positives in this Ireland side. And as you said to me beforehand, uh, would it be a, a, a failing to qualify? Would it undo all the good work? there's a lot of good work it would definitely benefit and yeah. a, a lot of uh, Irish football because all of a sudden then you get more people watching football more girls watching football and then more participation which is what we want you know so could it damage it could it undo all the good work I'm not so sure about that but it would definitely benefit us hugely if they get through yeah, it would have. It's actually a shame that we aren't playing uh, in, in the Euros this summer, especially with it being over in England. Like The opportunity mm. to have young fans travelling over, any sort of fan base travelling over would have been excellent, wouldn't it? And and the, the the suitability of the games that would have been on television, you'd imagine there would have been a strong, uh, strong audience viewing it for those games too. Uh, yeah, I, I, I didn't want to be overstepping the mark in terms of that. It wouldn't completely destroy all the hard work, but it seems like the next... Uh, Next step of progression, doesn't it? We're seeing the on-field improvement. We're slowly, very slowly now, we're starting to see the behind-the-scenes backing and the push. We're still miles away, Roy. I'm not trying mm. to say uh, getting to the World Cup is going to be the answer, but it's definitely the, the next step of progression where you, you feel that we don't get there. It's still another two years away of getting, like the 21s again, getting the monkey off their back of reaching their first major uh, competition, whether that yeah. be for your wafer or FIFA. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, I I totally agree with you. If it it definitely gives us that step up a little bit quicker. If it's in another two years, okay, so be it. 
But really, if it goes further than that, then maybe that's where that question comes into all the good work is starting to unfold. And, you know, where where is it going? Then you probably ask a question there. Um, and how do you improve it? Because uh, you look at the Irish men's national team for so long during for time, I suppose, up to Jack Charlton took over. There were a lot of good players and things just didn't click. But the minute Jack Charlton got us through to one, all of a sudden then football boomed and we got a whole load host. Of, uh, I've no doubt the likes of Damien Duff and Robbie Kane and the likes of that were were were, were through the Jack Charlton era, you know. Um, unfortunately, I don't know what happened with the Damien Duff and the Robbie Kane era that no one else started to play, but maybe that's when PlayStation took a hold. <laughs> Something like that, but yeah, uh, yeah no, this can be, it could be a huge boost to women's football and and you could see football boom, um, uh, even though it is at the moment, anyhow, it's there's a huge per, uh, precip- uh, precip- my God, I can't talk tonight, what is going on? Professional fella. Yeah, <laughs> unbelievable, this is, it's not happening tonight. Uh, but yeah, you can see, you can see the numbers going up hugely yeah um, okay I'll we'll believe... one out here right before we yeah. move on it's just push it back to 21 for a second because you were talking about you know people asking questions and there's one question I have actually seen doing the rounds regarding the 21s and the upcoming uh, playoff game against Israel and I think now it's utter bollocks and I think I will get into I'll explain it first people saying would you bring in the likes of you know at the time of recording Nathan Collins Adam Eda Troy Parrott Gavin Bazunu Obafeme Knight these are all still eligible for the 21s would you bring them back down there for these key games? I think it'd be another slap in the face to the lads that that, that got into the situation. And for instance, Jim Crawford, he's came out himself and, and said that. He goes, no, the lads that got us here are going to be playing. And it's just completely brushed it off, but rightly so. But could you understand why this question is being asked? You know, it's, again, it's coming off the back of one bad performance against a top Italy side that have lads making major moves in Serie A football. Like, we listen to the commentary. And you know, there was the guy that took the penalties, makes he's, he's valued at 20 million quid. He's going to get a move to Torino. There was another guy valued at 8 million. Like, so this is a top Italian side they were mm. playing. Could you justify it in any way, or on the same boat as me? Do you think it's absolute nonsense to be looking at the senior squad and bringing lads back down for these? Yeah, players? it's it's rubbish. I can understand why people would say it. Obviously, those players are eligible and uh. They would make the team stronger, no doubt about it. But what happens if they went back into that team and they didn't qualify? Yeah. Where are you then? Yeah. You know, you're, you're, yeah. you're everyone's assuming that you put them in and you do qualify. But what if they, what if they didn't qualify? Who's going to play for that manager then? You know, that's yeah. the whole thing's ripped apart. So there's not a chance in hell that that would happen. Them lads have moved on. They're they're they're, they're looking to play. I mean that that game will probably be on around the international week anyhow for the senior team. They want to be playing for the senior team. They, they don't want to take the step backwards to under twenty one football. They've done that. They're they're gone from there. So yeah, no, yeah, no. So that's that that's a no no go. They, they've got their eyes focused on the, on the big prize, which is international uh, qualifying for international tournaments with the, the senior team and the only way you do that is having consistency and the, the players that are playing in your games getting to know each other getting to know the, the game plan uh, and what Stephen Kenny wants you're not going to do that by going backwards and what the players who are with Jim Crawford the only way that they're going to develop is by playing these games they can't say listen we're going to start taking you out of games and then do you know what we need you up from the senior team in three or four years time and they haven't had that experience of you know 
playing further the under 21 it just doesn't make any sense whatsoever so no uh, it's an absolute zero percent no way no how no that's good i just wanted to get a, a second opinion on that one because i've seen it coming through and i just, I could not again like i say you can understand that uh, on paper something them names would make it stronger but no serious slap in the face and serious disrespect here to the hard work of the group that got them into the situation. Absolutely, and I'd love to hear if anyone who has, and you can put them into the messages below, anyone who thinks that they should put those players in, tell us why. Where's the benefit of putting those players in, apart from a chance of qualifying? But does that does the risk of qualifying or not qualifying, you know, if you don't qualify, does that outweigh the risk of qualifying and vice versa, which, you know, it could just explode everything. So... Uh, I'd be interesting to hear what people say yeah. about that one. I think the lads are good enough to do one on their own anyway. Even yeah. going back to that Italy game, there were certain spells in that game, wasn't there? That there was yeah. neat football, very tidy, a willingness to try and break down a, a, a dogged defence. But I think, no, I think the lads that are there now were more than good enough to get through. Um, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, this, no, this, I, wouldn't, I, I wouldn't even contemplate it. Okay, uh, Cove Ramblers part their way with Darren Murphy. So it's been... I'm going to say again a disappointing season for them how did they turn things around what's what's happening now difficult isn't it yeah it's a difficult one to see here like the miles of the playoffs though. even last year they were what nine points he finished about the playoffs but in 2020 they only missed out on goal difference so there really is starting to go in the wrong direction here mm. eight uh, sitting eight uh, nine points four points off the bottom uh, eight points off Bray Wanderers who were in seven plays ahead of them uh, two wins from 18 games and both of them wins came against an Athlone town side that's sitting rock bottom of the, of the fourth division table fairness to, to, to Darren you know he works way up he, he was the uh, under 19's Cove uh, manager then he shortly he had a very short spell in the 19's uh, got promoted to the fourth team manager uh, replacing Stuart Ashton I don't know where to go from here Roy to be honest I think that if you look at the squad that's down there, I was actually impressed with them with the little bit of business that they done in the off season. Now they lost Charlie Lyons, who I told you like a lot of times. I was a massive fan of my centre back. He went to Galway, isn't doing much at Galway in terms of game time. But the lads that he bought in, they bought in a lot of young Cork talent, and I mean that in terms of Cork talent from the Munster Senior League, but also from Cork City. They bought in a number of young lads from Cork City especially the one that uh, Whitmarsh up front. I was really impressed with Cork uh, last season. He seemed to ban in a few goals um, up top for Cork. But yeah, I, I, so technically we're looking at the squad. There is some good players there, but are they just miles off the pace of, you know, like we said, like there's, a, there's three full-time teams down in the fourth division now. Yeah, Longford are always going to be there. I've been underwhelmed with Brave Wanderers this season, but they're still not miles off the playoffs. And that's without mentioning the likes of Treaty United that just... Seem to be constantly hover, hovering around that fifth place position. Do they go where I we've talked here about a couple of sides, you know, like a style goes in the Athlones of the world there. Maybe we should go down the route of bringing a younger manager, a fresher face. But I think they're looking at Cove. Do, do they bring any more experienced heads because they're just sort of in the dodges at the moment with nothing to play for and with a long way the season to go? Yeah, I. Not sure that in this case, I know managers hugely important, but I'm not sure that it's the manager that is the important part of the puzzle here. I think they have managers there who are doing a decent enough job. 
they don't have the players. Players win games. Players win promotions and leagues and players improve you. They just haven't been able to get a, a stable group together that actually are work in a cohesive way and produce strong results time after time. And I, I, if I was down there, I mean, they're on, what, nine points? I mean, out of 18 games. So what what's where's the manager's role in that? I mean, the year before, as you said, the year before that, they're not even getting into the playoffs. So if this if this is down just to the managers, you'd say, okay, well, you know, the last manager, you know, did a little bit of something for a year, and then you know we missed out here, but we you know fell apart. It's not. It's they're consistently not doing well and Cove Ramblers don't look like a team that are going to get to a uh, Premier Division anytime soon so yeah I'd be having a look at maybe I have to change the way we run the club as in the footballing structure what's their what's their academies like what are they doing to get people in from around the area uh, are they producing their own are they bringing them up from four, five, and 6 and uh, having Cove Ramblers teams within the leagues the local leagues around um, are they, you know, they have to do something like that and try and develop their players because they're not getting players in. It's, I don't think Cove is is, is a place that, it, you know, players from Dublin, Galway, Derry are going to go because there's not, the money's not there. Um, they're miles away from anywhere, as I mean. They're miles away from, you know, maybe people are, because part-time, working in Dublin's and, and, and their bigger places. So you're looking at that Cork area and Cork City are going to take the big chunk of the, the major players. So they really need to sort of think of their approach. I, 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 I would reassess how they, what they're going to do at the younger ages. Can they get teams in a continuous row of teams through? Like here in, in Dublin, you have the, the DDSL and the, the South Dublin League. You want to have now, of course, there's the, the 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 underage teams for the League of Ireland, but from youngest youngest age, that's when you're going to get them technically uh, really, really good through the ages of probably six to twelve. And can you work on players down there year after year and get them coming through your team and uh, benefiting from that? Because the way they're doing at the moment, the, the way they're getting their players in, it's kind of throw the dice up in the sky and see where it lands and you're hoping to get a six but they seem to always land on the one yeah no definitely yeah it, it, it seems to go past the uh, the force team itself doesn't it with mm. a lot of ways in terms of uh again nothing cold i don't know what the the, the, the town is like <laughs> in terms of pushing and marketing and helping out financially either to try improve facilities and things like that but yeah it's definitely in terms of attractiveness to bring players down, it's a small catchment area, isn't it? And especially in a, in a place like Cork, as you said, Roy, with two teams, the side of Cork City, that look very likely to come back into the Premier Division setup as well. Absolutely. It's, and, it's uh, and, and Cork are playing Cove this week? Yeah, this week, yeah. And they said in, in the Cup as well. So yeah. it's definitely got to be an interesting one. Um, we need to get some ones or sides back in the Premier Division, don't we? Just, just some top sides. Oh, yeah, 100%. Really, 100%. Really and it's um, mad like, and one of them's going to miss out it's crazy to think you know we have Cork down there Waterford down there before you start I know Galway isn't a Munster side people I know they're from Connacht I get that but still you know the, the, the west of Ireland as well it's not much uh, it's a very limited representation in that as well so yeah we really need to get, get a side from Munster uh, back up straight away yeah it's it's 
again, they'd have to look at the Cork are, are pushing. Uh, they've had their, their moments where it's gone wrong for them in the last couple of years, but they look like they're getting stronger again. And, and a, you know that a Cork City team, if they get up to the Premier Division, can attract players, they can get players in, and they could function in a Premier Division. Absolutely no problem. Uh, at the moment, though, with a Cove, you couldn't see them pushing. Even if they got up in through the playoffs, you could see them quickly coming back down because it just doesn't look like they have the pull. So you're just gonna have to you're just gonna have to work on something else, a, a different angle. It's a it's a it's a new it's a problem there that hasn't been solved and it's not being solved by doing the same thing over and over again. Yeah, we've seen the way again. Out of this wreck, but we're Longford Town last year. From from the first couple of weeks when he came up, you could see they were miles off the pace in a lot of ways mm-hmm. uh, compared to other sides. I know UCD. Anytime they come up, you see them go back down. But that's that's the way the club functions off a selling system and it functions as a feeder club. And everybody involved with UCD knows that. So that's a, that's a different sort of conversation to get into. But. Yeah, now I agree. If you're looking at a cold armless for whatever reason, like we said, in 2020, they only missed out on the playoff by goal difference. So if they were to sneak up that way, not sneak up, you'll earn your way like everyone else. Again, not trying to be disrespectful to them, but you'd imagine it would be a one-and-done sort of a season. Uh, just with, with the background, the financial backing, a lot of the, the moves in the market you seem to make are from cherry-picking Munster senior football players. But as you said, mate, Cork City and the likes, even Waterford are going to get the pick of those uh, top talents. So, yeah, they're, they're, just, they're a small fish trying to struggle with two uh, really big full-time sites. Yeah. Okay, Nathan, fans question. We do, and he was slacking, but Ronan Kavanagh has made his, uh, his big return to the, to, the, to the fan questions this week. So if you want to be like Ronan or Kevin, the friends of Kevin has helped us out a lot, uh, get your fan questions into the big kickoff. Find us on social media. Nathan Doyle, Roy Shanahan, you know the names, you know the lads. Get them into us. So we're going to keep on the grim story of managers leaving their positions, Roy. Ronan has said, uh, there's a couple of managers that seem to be on the brink in terms of their jobs. Who do you think would be next to leave their respective positions? I'll let you start off with it, Nathan. You have a, you have a crack at it. Well, we the fact Pat Devlin is still at Bray Wanderers, I think, is a bloody mystery. I thought he would have left. We talked about the whole the fiasco works for the way over the past couple of weeks in terms of articles and videos, Roy. We're not going to get into that again. I th- yeah, I think it's mad that Pat is still there. One that I was surprised by. Have you seen Andy Moyler's comments following the the, the defeat to St. Pat's at Rim Park? No. He done an interview with. Um, Obviously, match interview but after the game was think think was up on the the League of Ireland social media uh, pages. Ron and Ron, it's up on someone's social media page. Johnny was talking about there was a couple of decisions went his way. Saying Pat's got a oh I even no, I did, I did, I did see it. Was Nathan, a soft yeah. penalty. I even you thought it was a soft. He's not the penalty. first person who said that, who not. said something similar a couple of years ago or last year. Yeah, yeah, there was there was someone wasn't there that I don't think it was in Ireland, Roy. I think I, I think that was a non-league manager over in England, wasn't it? Was it? He went in hard and they were saying that it's you're, you're fighting against this and it, and it makes you want to step away, like which it's a shame to see. And Andy mm. said something similar, you know, there was he he felt uh, hard done by that there was a potential uh, one on one chance. And Sam Cortes, uh, I forget the young lad's name, that was playing up top on, on the night for UCD, apologize. Um, young lad there, uh, Nolan, he's, he's actually scored on the night. He was one on one, and, and Sam Cordes took him down. It was looking like a red card. He was felt hard down by by that one. Then the soft St. Pat's penalty. So you can understand the frustration after the game. But yeah, pretty much came out and said that that 
down the down the ground in front of me that, that was fed up and uh it does make it contemplate stepping aside, you know, constantly getting pushed back by some ridiculous refereeing decisions. So Yeah. Yeah, Andy looks like cut like again, it it's heat at the moment, right? It's all, isn't it? But it'd be shame to see uh, Andy leave UCD because I think he's been doing a brilliant job this season. In fairness to him, a lot of decisions have not gone his way. He's been extremely unlucky in some games that Shamrock Rovers game a couple of months ago, but he probably should have actually got three points in, in yeah. that one there. Unlucky with Colin Whelan, you know, that's a potential transfer that's done now. He's going to be out for the rest of the season. That's something they're going to miss out on. Liam Kerrigan is a matter of time. The, the transfer window opens in, in about a week or so. You'd imagine Liam's going to go as well. So, yeah, you can understand Andy's frustration because he has been, definitely been left down by the standard of refereeing in the League of Ireland, uh, as has a lot of managers throughout the years. But even just, the, 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 without getting off topic too much, but even the the rate of yellow cards and red cards that are being flashed to managers, it's eye-watering amount uh, compared to other leagues throughout Europe. Um, so, yeah, I think it'd be a shame to see Andy go, but... Pat Devlin at parade. It, it just seems like a matter of time. There, well, that's it? just what I was looking up there. I just looked up a couple of names just to remind myself who 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 were some of the managers, and I forgot um, uh, that Athlone hadn't got one, so they probably can't sack anyone. Um, they, they would be normally six a year. So <laughs> yeah. uh, Athlone, but yeah, no, Pat Devlin, he, he, he'll be my favourite. It's just with all the turmoil that was there, the way the results are going... It's not that I see them getting sacked. I can actually see him just stepping away. Yeah, both him and Andy. That's what I, mean. I can't see them actually getting sacked. I can see the both of them, yeah. especially Pat, just saying hands up, enough is enough. And I, I'm surprised Pat is still there since they what's gone on, at, especially at the Wexford game when there was the bit of confrontation between him and the fans. Like this is something that was there's just so much disrespect here for a, a very wondrous legend. Yeah, so and I'm just I'm looking tr- I'm looking through the whole league though, um, Nathan. First division and the the Premier Division. I actually can't really see anyone getting sacked now at this stage. There's people who have changed already. I I, I couldn't see a point in anyone moving moving a manager on now at this stage. Uh, as you said, UCD Finn Harps are not going to do it. I doubt Drogheda are going to do it. They're safe enough. Um, yeah. So you can see this. You know, sort of see out the end of the season. Um, Shelbourne, Damien Duff, Bowes. There was a rocky patch there, I suppose. So, but again, it, it doesn't take too much for that to turn around, as we said already. So, um, they they win their their game in hand. They go up into fifth place, and they're only two points behind Pats. And then everyone's saying, you know, Pats aren't doing too bad, and you know, it's so it can it can be two or three results, and it, and it can it just changes the whole dynamic of a division. So, uh, of course, with St. Pats. Tim Clancy would have been under a bit of pressure if he hadn't got results in, in the last few games um, and things. There was a lot of mumbling and grumbling. But again, I can't see Payne Pats letting him go before the end of the season. So, yeah. That was I, actually Roy. Yeah, that was Ronan Nancy's own question. That was followed with the question and that was his answer. He, he reckoned Tim Clancy, which I, I don't understand. Like, even look like the game, like, again, very underwhelming against UCD. I said that already. And they're playing, I think, in the next three weeks. They have Drotter and Finn Harts coming up. Mm. Winnable games. Nothing's winnable in this league, but on paper, you'd like to think they, they could get at least four points with yeah. those two there. And like I said, two or three games change it. I've not been impressed with Pats really at all this season. It just in terms of their, the players that they brought in the offseason, they thought they would have been up there a little bit more uh, in terms of second or third. But it'd still be ridiculous to get rid of Tim Clancy. 
um, at this stage of season. Yeah. At any stage of season. You look at Athlone, obviously, pff, Cove, also no manager. Bray are the ones who are po- most likely. Wexford, 20 points. They have to be delighted what they're doing yeah. at the moment. Treaty, Treaty have to be, you know, accept where they are because they, they, they knew last year was an unbelievable season for them. It's probably more realistic now this season and they can build on that again the next season. So I couldn't see them letting go, anyone go at the, during the season. Same with Longford, Waterford now have changed. Cork and Galway are not going to change theirs. So to tell you the truth, it's between Bray and if you're re- really being realistic about it, probably Bray is the only one because everyone else will more than likely see them out till the end of the season. And as you said, unless UCD, uh, if they have a walk out there, that's the only way I can see it. I just can't see them letting them go. No, I don't think so. Especially, like like you said, sides that, like at Longford, like Gary Crown's doing an excellent job mm. at Longford this season. He really is. I didn't think he'd be that high uh, in the table. He's doing brilliant. So, yeah, I, I the same. I think Bray's the obvious choice. I'd be ashamed to see Andy Moyle leave UCD, but if I'm Pat Devlin, get out of there straight away. Really, yeah. really would. Yeah, crazy. I can't, it's mad how it's such a turnaround with Bray Wonders, but... But there you go. That's that's what Cabin Teely do to you. <laughs> it's no coincidence. It's mad. I, I I didn't even understand that whole thing. That I what, t- teams joining up together and merging together. I don't get it. I it, like I don't know how that made Cabin Teely stronger. I just I'm baffled by that. Basically, it was just Cabin Teely jumping out of the league. That's yeah. all I see there. You know, and how do Bray benefit? Wait, they might link up with each other, but that's that's about it. Yeah. Uh, I think a bit of a disaster there all around uh, for Bray and Kevin Teeley. Uh, okay, Nathan, we're going to leave it there. Thanks very much for your time. Thanks very much for everyone who's listened. And of course, if you're looking on the YouTube channel, thank you very much. And anyone who hasn't been on the YouTube, have a look, subscribe, and we'd be delighted with that. Okay, thanks very much.